0: Since it's been six months, if not longer, since the last podcast we recorded, we're yes. now doing a gritty reboot of the Geeks Codex podcast, and that's kind of it.
1: <laughs>
0: Hello, and welcome to the Geeks Codex podcast, episode one, uh, the gritty reboot Since Capture the Frag is a non-existent piece of media that no one will ever listen to again, knowing us. Uh, I am your host, Matthew Briggs. Uh, As usual, I say as usual, it's the first time ever, but let's face it. As usual, I'm joined by the uh, ever-fantastic sound technician and co-host that is Paul Stevens. Hello. And first time for any of the podcast ventures we've ever attempted to do, I am joined by the fantastic James Cook.
2: Hello, you lucky people.
0: And we are here to talk about nerd shit.
1: (laughs) A noble goal.
0: Getting right down to the point of it, because that's what we do. What was the old, old intro that used to be used to be geek culture?
1: Oh, it, yeah. it went on for a while.
0: Yeah, so nerd shit. <laughs> we're gonna yeah, the gritty reboot. Nerd shit.
1: <laughs> Fuck.
0: Capture the frag. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: I see that Titans reference.
0: I'm glad you do. <laughs> someone else At least I watched the episode. first episode. Yeah, yeah. Uh, do we want to talk about Titans? <laughs> Since I've already made a reference. That to was going to
2: be my segue. Yeah. Cool. <laughs>
0: Who are Everything led me here. To you. You're the boy from the circus. You got no place to hide. So, uh, for people that have maybe been paying attention to what goes on in America and not in the UK, uh, DC have launched their, well now launched their DC Universe s- service. <laughs> I suppose it's a service, even though there's only like one thing to watch on it that isn't Batman the Animated Series. Um, but that's only available in America, so proxies were required. <laughs> so, I mean, by the time this episode goes out, it probably will have ended on Netflix, because the plan is to put all 12 episodes out when it ends, but it is not currently on UK Netflix, so you will need a proxy to give DC your money, which I've uh, I got opinions about that. I think it's stupid than not making it available for everyone at the same time it to is. get cash.
2: I mean, you're basically just saying, you know, the actual hardcore fans are just going to torrent it, and then they'll never get around to watching it on Netflix
0: which I still don't even know how much money they even make per watch on Netflix. Regardless, it's a shame they didn't put it out for everyone at the same time, because those of us with proxies that have watched it on, in America, it's actually a really good show.
2: Yeah, I mean, I've only watched the first episode, but because we watched it together. Yes. But no, it was really enjoyable, which surprised me, because you know I was really <laughs> cynical about it.
1: <laughs> have you seen any of this yet? I've only seen the trailer. Um, and it okay. When we had the conversation about the trailer, okay. I, again, was sceptical. But apparently... The trailer is Garbo.
2: Oh, it's so bad. And I think it's so disingenuous about what the show is actually like, to be honest. It's really just not representative of how I felt that even as somebody who's only watched the first episode, I was really surprised because the trailer was just really underwhelming.
0: So far, it has been, I think, without even seeing the end of the season, I'm ready to call it the best comic book adaptation we've had to TV Ever. Out of all the ones happening in the night, all the Marvel ones that have happened, all of the uh, other DC stuff that's on CW, like Arrow and Flash. This includes things like Happy, which is technically a comic book mm-hmm. adaptation. And Happy's great. Happy's Happy was fucking amazing. I can't wait for season two really? Happy.
2: You better be talking about live action only, because I'm not listening to the slander against Batman the Animated Series. No, no, we all
0: know that Batman the Animated Series <laughs> stands supreme amongst, amongst comic book TV shows, if you include animated TV shows. But as live action goes, mm-hmm. Titans is... Really close to the point with the uh, Marv Wolfman and uh, Perez run of the New Teen Titans, which is what they have based it on, Mm -hmm. which is that first omnibus, which I have upstairs now. Like, I went and picked up the omnibus to read through it. They just nail it, but it's got, like, modern twist to it. So it feels like it's got a little bit of the influence from the current DCEU, which is... You know, for, for better or worse, they, they've definitely done that. It definitely feels like they've taken that as an inspiration to maybe tie it more into the movie thing that's I going on right now. I think
2: that the visual style suffers just a little bit from that. There's It could do with just being like 10% more saturated.
0: Costumes, though.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Not all of them, but some of them, especially Robin's. Mm. Dick Grayson's costume is Robin. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, and I'm sure someone will pick me up on this if they find out otherwise, but I'm pretty sure I read read about it way before the show came out, that the costume designer for Robin's costume, and I think Hawk and Dove as well, is the same costume designer they used for Iron Man. Really? Yes, which is why it is so high quality and so Mm -hmm. good looking, and I can't wait to see him in a Nightwing costume.
2: And then on the other side of things, we have poor, poor Starfire.
0: Burn that coat.
2: Oh my God, please. The dress is. I can deal with the dress, but the coat is very bad.
0: And burn that wig.
2: Oh my god, yes. Just let her use her normal hair and dye it, please.
0: DC have already shown screenshots of future episodes that we haven't gotten to yet with her having straight, long, orange hair. Yeah. It's the horrible red curly wig. So mm-hmm. everyone seems to be progressing from a point that no one would really like these characters to a point where they might resemble that from the comics. Mm-hmm. Dick Grayson's already well on his way to becoming Nightwing at this point in the series. Mm-hmm. And we're not even that far in. Um, Raven's an interesting character. They still not use anyone's actual code name mm. for the heroes, aside from Robin, because he's the only one that's an established hero at the start of the show. We get, we've seen Bruce Wayne a few times as a silhouette in Wayne Manor from flashbacks which I hope we get a Batman at some point in the series I think it'll be really cool to have that dynamic mm-hmm. but we've, we've seen really interesting characters show up like we've had the entirety of the, well not the entirety because there's going to be more of them in, in the show that follows but we've had the Doom Patrol in there mm-hmm. which I think one of my favourite things about that is Robot Man is voiced by Brendan Fraser
2: so good <laughs> like where did that, that is, come from that is genius who made that decision it's so just what? like what happened I, because I love it and I want it to keep happening but
0: he's so great in that role I mean mm-hmm. you need to get that episode checked. I've seen clips
2: of that because I was really curious because I saw after the episode um, because I have been seeing people sort of live tweeting it on Twitter. I've been avoiding spoilers but I've seen reactions and I was so like, oh, everybody loves Robot Man. I was like, oh, I have to go watch that. So I watched a couple clips and I was impressed.
0: Every member of the Doom Patrol is great. I'm looking forward to that show now. I'm so much more excited for that show to come out following Titans than I was before. Like now, now I care about Doom Patrol just from Mm. that one episode. So that's, that's cool. And they're going to follow that up as well with two, two more Yeah, I'm pretty sure we're missing two more live-action shows after Titans and Doom Patrol. It'll take us through the rest of the year, which will be Swamp Thing. and That
2: one, I'm still kind of like, I'm not sure what they're going to (laughs) do. It, I'm it, interested. I, I'm,
0: I'm more for seeing a Snyder version of Swamp Thing than a Moore version of Swamp Thing. Which, Scott Snyder's New 52 Run was a great Swamp Thing story, so that would be cool. I
2: mean, yeah, but on the other hand, there's a part of me that just wants them to hire David Lynch and have him do Alan Moore's <laughs> Swamp Thing. It would make, it would get five viewers, and I'd be all five of them.
0: That would be... I'd, I think I'd be one of them, at least. I think that would be interesting to watch.
2: It would have six viewers, <laughs> I'd be five of them, and you would be one of them.
0: Uh, but following Swamp Thing, we're also getting Stargirl as a series. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that Jeff uh, Johns I think Jeff Johns is like involved in all of these as well which is kind of insane that he's gone on to doing the TV stuff but Stargirl will include a huge like quantity of the JSA mm-hmm. so we get lesser known Golden Age characters involved in that TV show and then it wraps back around to like season 2 of Titans at that point so that's kind of what mm-hmm. they got rolling for him, as well as an animated Harley Quinn TV show yes. which will be pretty cool but if this is any indication, this first season, without even being over yet, has been spectacular. It's one of the things I look forward to watching most on Friday after work. I just I gotta see what's going on, and I'm super excited for this week's episode because spoilers framework hasn't got to it. But like Donna Troy is going to be in the show, mm. which means Donna Troy's in the next episode, and she's uh, I can't remember what she's in. I can't remember who the actress is, but like the preview was sort of in the last episode, she looks great, and you can kind of see that whole thing. She would work well on screen with Gal as Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you said that yeah. the other day. So, one thing, that looks awesome.
2: One thing I'm really interested in is, um, have we been told anything about how they're going to deal with her backstory? Because obviously Donna Troy has one of the most infamously complicated, like, second only to Cable Backstories in comics. So how I'm curious as to how they're going to explain that in a show that's as isolated as Titans.
0: I hope over the course of the next season, into the end of season two, they use every single one of her yes. origin stories to the point where she no longer cares. Yes, I like I think that that's the idea. best way to deal with the fact that she's got one of the most convoluted like origin yeah. stories in every like every facet of DC. Every reboot has always been.
2: Who the what fuck is Donatore? This time, yeah. It, and it's it's almost like I'd love the idea of it being like the inverse of what they did with Cable in the Deadpool movie, where they just avoided talking about the complicated bits. I love the idea that yeah. they are just they go into so much detail that all the characters just start tuning out, and everybody in universe just ignores it, and Don is just like, I don't even fucking care anymore. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but all in all, this show Titans, it's I mean, it helps that the the lead is Dick Grayson, who is. As Nightwing, my favourite comic book character above above both Batman and Harley, Nightwing is the best. And he, Brendan Thwaites that is a uh, Brenton, sorry, not Brendan, but Brenton Thwaites that plays uh, Dick Grayson. He's great. Mm. He's he's really dark at the beginning of it, and he's slowly toning down to become more like the comic book version of Dick Grayson. And I'm liking that progression of his character because it kind of mirrors what Raven's going through as she tries to figure out her identity. So they've got a solid first season in terms of storytelling. If they can just nail the landing with the last couple of episodes, it'll go down as possibly the best season of comic book TV in live action that we've had so far. And I say this as a fan of the Flash, despite the fact that the Flash is messed up. Timeline zero. <laughs>
2: I do think that it's really interesting what you said about, like, Dick Grayson's character arc in the show, because it's almost like it's the inverse of what you normally see in shows like this, where they sort of start yeah. out kind of light and happy, and then they get all dark and gritty, and they have dark, gritty reboots like you guys have had.
0: And, unless you're Arrow, <laughs> in which case you start dark and gritty, and then you have a little lull where you're like, oh, I'm kind of happy, and then it's just dark for the rest of it. Yeah. yeah, but
2: the idea, and I think it works very well for Dick Grayson, and especially Dick Grayson transitioning into Nightwing after breaking, like breaking away from Bruce. So I'm... I Obviously I've only seen the first episode but oh, I'm excited the, to see that now that you've said it. The
0: inclusion of your boy Jason Todd really Ooh, helps with My that.
2: boy Jason Todd. I love him. They,
1: I, <laughs> mm,
0: this show's already gone places that no other piece of media has done for Batman outside of the cartoons which is to actually have two Robins and have them on screen at the same time both in Robin costumes
2: and they didn't do the thing the one thing I don't like about Batman the animated series where they were like we really want to do Jason Todd but if we call him Jason Todd everybody's going to know he's going to die so we have to call him Tim Drake I have been waiting for my boy Jason Todd to be in some kind of screen adaptation and just be Jason Todd <laughs> for a very long time
0: Jason dies in season 2 no contest it's Batman
2: <laughs> but then he will come back and I will love him even more
0: beat death by a crowbar he's not in season 3 season 4 if it makes it that far that's where Red Hood shows him. just it writes itself
2: I will personally find yeah, this it's great
0: <laughs> but it is yeah It's uh, I think one of the biggest positives it's got going for it is that it's not on the CW mm. like mm. Uh, Marvel have had various ups and downs with their TV shows like the ABC ones like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I've heard it got better but I couldn't stand it so I didn't watch it after the first season that's not been very well received overall from what I've heard the Netflix stuff goes up and down Iron Fist was like the first major road Hump in that entire Mm. thing that did not go well for for them at all Uh, and then the DC stuff on the CW is a whole thing unto itself where the only good show left on the CW for DC is Legends of Tomorrow weirdly enough don't know how that happened, but I had a unicorn in this season.
2: That's <laughs> proof that we live in the darkest timeline. Like, how did that even happen? We well, live Con- in a weird alternate timeline and something's gone terribly wrong.
0: Constantine is now a regular on Legends, played by Matt Ryan. Yeah. Which automatically makes it the best one until Titans came along. So Give me back. <laughs> Don't know how that happened. Give
2: give Constantine another TV show, please. He deserved better.
0: I understand why Arrow kinda got fucked up, is because they were just they couldn't get the rights to Batman, so he's just budget Batman, which <laughs> is how Arrow started in, in the first place. Oh, it's but so budget really, though. They really did weird things in the flash over the course of the last couple of seasons one
2: thing about arrow is how much the actual like craft of the television show has gone downhill i haven't been watching arrow in a very long time because i didn't even like it when it first started that much it was okay but it wasn't as much my thing i've never been a huge green arrow fan but i watched a clip of a recent episode and i swear to god i've seen better direction from student films like not a joke it had some of the worst editing camera work direction that i've ever seen on a high budget like I know that they haven't got a huge amount of money but they're not making it on a complete shoestring budget like they're on no. the CW they have some amount of money
0: I picked a very specific episode to stop watching Arrow mm-hmm. it's the mid-season finale of season 3 it might be season 4 oh, I forget. which one some was that because I saw people blow up it about is that. the episode in which Felicity gets shot in the car as they yeah. fly Peter. and so I decided if I didn't pick it up after the mid-season break I could just pretend that Felicity dies <laughs> And a better show takes place in an alternate universe where she remained dead.
2: She really took over that show, didn't she?
0: Yeah. This is someone that was rooting for Felicity in season one, mm-hmm. who just got written worse and worse over the course of the next six seasons. And I believe she's even worse now, but I won't watch it to find out.
2: That's fair. That's fair. I so, would, I could never go back to that show.
0: So yes, in conclusion, Titans. If you like anything to do with comic book superheroes, and TV, and the merging of those two things, watch it.
2: Also, it has Dick Grayson saying fuck Batman in it, which remains both hysterical and extremely in character.
0: brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. <laughs> That's the only time he's really like mentioned Batman. And it's but to it's say great. fuck
2: yeah. Batman, which is very I just left home and I'm really mad about it.
0: Highly recommend that show. Next topic. But speaking of Netflix, since Titans will be going on Netflix, I saw some cool stuff uh, announcement-wise for things that I'll be bringing across. First of which, by the way, is did you know they're doing an Ultraman series or movie I don't know which it is but it's an animated Ultraman flick and Netflix have optioned it Really? It will be the first Ultraman in the west I think for maybe 20 years I don't know I didn't look up the actual dates but Ultraman hasn't been on TV anywhere outside of Japan Well that's not true I think it's been in other places but definitely not in the UK and America for a very long time I
2: think it's in China isn't
1: it? Yeah it might be because people, people everywhere love Ultraman. They just don't know it yet. <laughs> it's Netflix have done particularly well in picking up what they want for the originals from around the world. Though. Mm. I mean, but this all comes off the back of everyone hating what happened with Death Note recently. Oh god, like, that Death Note was, was so bad.
0: That was a garbage adaptation. Have you seen the American Death Note yet? No, I, I don't. don't. Want to. <laughs> but you're a, you're familiar with the anime, aren't you? Yeah, that yeah. was good. <laughs> that was good. American is not, and it's not a problem of turning it into live-action, because in Japan there's a live-action trilogy, and it's great. Mm. It's I've
2: seen two of those. I haven't seen really, the L movie. Really,
0: good. But, yeah, that's bad. So the fact that there's more anime and, like, Takusatsu announcements coming from Netflix is because it just did the second movie of the Godzilla trilogy that they also optioned as well, from mm. Madhouse, I think, are doing the animation for that. Which is yeah, really
2: cool. I'm excited for that. I'm not a huge Godzilla fan yet. You're trying to get me I'm there. Trying. But <laughs> I am a Madhouse fan.
0: But that's not the only thing. They also mentioned that next year we're getting Neon Genesis Evangelion. Yeah. It's coming out. And
2: that my Twitter exploded. Yeah. Friends, I have not seen discourse like this since the literal 90s. <laughs> and I was like five then. <laughs> but no, oh I my do God. Do me some
0: giant robots. I
2: have been meaning to watch Neon Genesis Evangelion in full. Because I've seen bits and pieces here and there. I've been meaning to watch it in full for literally about 12 years. Since I was about 13. And I've just never gotten around to doing it. And so when I saw my entire Twitter losing its fucking mind, my Twitter lost its mind about this. I didn't realize that every single person I know has very strong opinions about Neon Genesis Evangelion. And so everybody immediately just started fighting about Neon Genesis <laughs> Evangelion opinions. And even if I don't wind up liking NGE it will have been worth it to have witnessed that.
0: I don't get the explosion of discourse over NG, because we're not getting anything new. They're just putting it on Netflix. Everybody so.
2: remembered their very strong Ray and Asuka feelings. <laughs> <Fair> <laughs> that's <enough>. what happened.
0: <laughs> so that's happening. Um, speaking of which, people that have listened to me doing any podcast in in the past at all, including as far back as UK Taku, knows it, I like me some giant robots. Mm-hmm. Giant robots is best. I love giant robot-fighting robots. They announced recently they're doing a live-action American live action Gundam movie it's happening and because they just did prior to us recording this episode the 40th anniversary event in Japan for Gundam they showed a teaser trailer for the live action one which shows nothing (laughs) (laughs) it is a rocket launching into space with some text that I have yet to translate as a there's a preview teaser saying like we've begun filming I'm like yeah, that's, great. Show me nothing, though. <laughs>
2: that's further than they've ever gotten before trying to do
0: it. Speaking of the Gundam event as well, just one little thing I'm going to throw in there. It's, not, it's a non-story at the minute, but the fact they're even considering it is hilarious and amazing to me. Uh, they announced like, three, like, there's three movies coming out. Like Two of them are animated, mm-hmm. uh, the TV show and the live-action movie. They're also doing a thing called um, the Global Gundam Challenge <laughs> because they're building a theme park for Gundam, which I will go to. But the thing that's part of the that's not the challenge. The global gundam challenge is they want, as a as a global challenge to all people involved in robotics and things, you see where I'm going with this, mm-hmm. to build a life-size working Gundam. Not the one they have in front of Diver City in Tokyo that actually like just moves its upper body and is mm-hmm. disposable, but an actual Gundam. So they can put it in a theme park. <laughs> This is the best news I've heard this year.
2: They better fucking succeed. Because if they do, I will just move to that theme park.
0: How many years is a commercial viability for me to have a Gundam?
1: For you to have a Gundam? Yes. Never. I'll mortgage my soul. (laughs) I don't think. Elon Musk, he can have a Gundam.
0: (laughs) Maybe Papa Elon will get me a Gundam too. <laughs> but yeah, that was that. Just I love the fact that they're doing a Gundam challenge. I was like, okay, not any like major shows coming out this year. But holy crap, real Gundams might happen. I can't wait to see where the news goes with that. It's one of the weirdest things. But back to Netflix for a minute with all the. Mm-hmm. Talk about stuff. I know what's coming. I buried a lead on this because I knew we were going to get to it. But live action Cowboy Bebop.
2: What the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> I'm really confused, genuinely. I
0: mean... Give us your hot take on this. Okay,
2: so my hot take isn't about whether or not it's going to be good. I was initially completely like, no, I'm not going to like it. Then I heard that so many people from the original are rumoured to be involved directly in the production, and it's a co-production. And I do think one thing you mentioned earlier with regards to um, them getting so many things from around the world, Netflix has a really good track record of collaborating with Japanese media companies, even stuff that isn't like as widely known. Like They did a sequel to... I mean, in the UK, it was called Monkey, the Journey to the West thing that got dubbed on BBC in, like, the 80s. My mother grew up watching it. Like, things like that. So I think that's really exciting, and that makes me a lot more sort of warm, feeling warm towards it. The thing is, I can't work out how we got to a point where in 2018, they were like, you know what the world is really waiting for? (laughs) A live-action adaptation of Cowboy Bebop. I just feel like it's such weird timing it feels like it both hasn't been quite long enough for it to be truly like, oh, we're going back to a really old classic, and it's also been too long for it to be kind of like, everybody has been waiting for this.
0: Mm. I I can't possibly put into my own words how I feel about this, because Aaron Hansen, Raptor already did it for me on Twitter, which is why I saved it. And I'm going to credit him with saying it. So I felt the same way about Death Note before I watched it as well with the live-action adaptation. But he's he said the other day on Twitter, and I think it's one of the best replies to this entire thing is, oh no, a Cowboy Bebop live-action show. Ugh, I can't stand those. Or the renewed interest they spur in the franchise, leading off mm. into new merchandise, remastered releases of the old show, and an opportunity to once again discuss something that was awesome as if it were new again. It's yeah. like...
2: I do think that's fair. I'm looking forward, yeah, okay. especially <laughs> since Netflix has the animated Cowboy Bebop. One thing I'm looking forward to is more people watching the animated Cowboy Bebop.
0: I, mean, I don't know if there's a Blu-ray remaster or anything, but I imagine that'll come first with the interest, but...
2: There's a good quality DVD. I've not seen a Blu-ray. It may exist, and I just haven't seen it. Um, but but I want, would...
0: You know what? I want out of this. I want a spaceship.
2: I mean, yeah. I want
0: a... Plamo spaceship to build, because I don't think they ever existed, and now's the time with really oh, they, exist to give they, me a spaceship. They
2: should. I That would be amazing. I Now I want it. Fuck you.
0: <laughs> also, I think the only thing that can really, really, truly fuck up Cowboy Bebop live action is if they don't use Tank as the intro.
2: Oh, absolutely. If they have to.
0: That's like my favourite anime intro of all time. They
2: should just take the animated intro. It's in silhouette, so it <laughs> won't look out of place with the live action. Oh no, they should redo it. But they should read No, I want it to be animated. I think it will look fine as an intro. Oh, they can still it's animate it, way.
0: but they should redo it. Oh yeah, that's it's fine. crisp.
2: But they yeah. should have it animated, not some. Because I can just see them attempting to recreate it in live action, and it looking very slow and janky and weird.
0: <laughs> oh, it's so good.
2: <laughs> the other
0: thing,
2: the other thing is that I have no idea how they are going to capture the majesty of Ed in live action. Mm. Who on earth is a living human being who is good enough to play Ed?
0: I've I've got no casting no. at all for this. Same. Although I do want Danny sex bang to be Spike. <laughs> you said, yeah. yeah.
2: He already looks like him. He does. He's, He's gangly. Yeah. I just
0: want to see Danny in more things. I think him and Spike would work really well for a TV show. I'd be down with that. I, I will
2: say that the worst fan casting I saw you can was Yeah, to be Ed. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> This is just them acting out their fan fiction, and I'm not happy with it. Um, one thing that I will say is the worst fan casting I saw, uh, this is my hot take, is when somebody said that Benedict Cumberbatch should play Spike.
1: Yeah. I hope that person was told to get out.
2: They were, yeah. many times.
1: No. The thing I like about the idea of that, though, is, is you think, oh, Benedict Cumberbatch, she could be in like a, an action sci-fi sort of thing. And you think, no, he couldn't.
2: No, he really couldn't. Star Trek they
1: proved tried. that. He, yeah. he can't really punch people.
2: He could just stare at them until they were unnerved by his cheekbones and then leave.
0: He's good in some things, but he was not He was not good in, as Khan.
2: Oh my because- God, don't talk to me about Benedict Cumberbatch's casting as Khan. Don't. Khan. Oh no, I'm not happy about it. <laughs> You know that I fucking love Star Trek 2009. I know you think I'm weird for that, but I do. Yes,
0: you are weird for that. And
2: you know that I also love yeah, Star Trek James
0: versus garbage.
2: You know that I also love Star Trek Into Darkness, which is fun. You said it was fun once.
0: It was fun. It was fun once. It was fun for once. <laughs>
2: but even I fucking hate the second one. It's so bad. You know that... I called I called it the wrong one. It's not Star Trek Into Darkness. Is that the second one? Yeah. They have stupid names. I'm not talking about Star Trek Into Darkness. I'm talking about the third one. What's oh, no, Star no, Trek third
0: Beyond. Third one's still the best one.
2: Star Trek Beyond, that's the one I was saying. Beyond yeah. is awesome. Beyond is the Thor Ragnarok of the when, Abramsverse.
0: When you take Star Trek away from Abrams <laughs> and go, I can't remember the guy's name, i here, you made Fast and the Furious. Do some yes. of Trek. I was like...
2: Was it James Wan? Yeah. Yeah. He's the one who's doing Aquaman, isn't
0: he? It's got the Beastie Boys in it. I'm like, I'm surprisingly okay with the Beastie Boys soundtrack being (laughs) in Trek.
2: I misspoke earlier. When I said Star Trek Into Darkness, I meant Star Trek Beyond. Star Trek Into Darkness is garbage. It is. I saw it eight times in cinema and it was garbage every time.
0: It was good for one viewing.
2: (laughs) It was not even good for one viewing.
0: It was my birthday, so it was good for one viewing. (laughs) I did see (laughs) it at
2: midnight at an IMAX and it was fun because I was with my friend Key. And so that was fun.
0: Like Star Trek 2009... That got away with it because they played the original theme over the credits at the end. So I, 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 it kind of erased all my bad feelings. About I was like,
2: yeah. I genuinely... <laughs> I have a very strong emotional attachment to 2009, which I cannot explain through logic. It's sort of like how some people are religious, not because they have any logical reason for it. They just are. I just like Star Trek 2009. I know it's got problems, but I just like it. <laughs>
0: Maybe I'm the weird one. I'm the one that likes Enterprise.
2: <laughs> we were talking about Cowboy Bebop. Sorry. Uh,
0: it's not a space show. It's weird we didn't talk about Firefly, because that's that's Cowboy Bebop, isn't it? Yeah, space Cowboys. Of, yeah, essentially. Yeah. Hot yeah. take.
2: Cowboy Bebop is better.
0: Oh.
1: I prefer to remain non-committal to my energy <laughs> on this one. I'm going to agree. I'm sorry.
2: Cowboy Bebop. It, it's only I'm only saying that Cowboy Bebop is that good.
1: Okay. I know... There is a moment in both films where someone has an incident that can make you cry. <laughs> but apart from that... They are both shows about space cowboys with one season and one movie. Yeah. But Cowboy Bebop, Bebop
2: has an, an end.
0: One has a corgi.
2: Yes, and that makes it, that is the superior one.
0: <laughs> one has an Adam Baldwin. <laughs> That's not a corgi. <laughs> I think he might be better.
2: I like to imagine that he is
0: the man they call Jane. <laughs> I like
2: that. I like to imagine that the corgi in Brooklyn Nine Nine and the corgi in Cowboy Bebop—they're just the same.
0: That was the image they used when they—they mm-hmm. they
2: are just they the, did the same. Did a thing on Twitter
0: with Brooklyn Nine Nine and made everyone look like they are Cowboy Bebop characters. I was an like, yeah, awesome.
2: interdimensional, just time traveling dog. Yeah. I like to imagine it.
1: I guess I would also be okay with Andy Sandberg being Spike. Okay. So, mm-hmm. this is unrelated, but if they did a live action version of uh, Castle of Castelligro, um, mm. couldn't he play Lupin? Yes. Yes.
2: <laughs> yes.
1: Yes. Yeah, he could. Without doubt. Okay.
2: Oh, yes. I'd
1: be okay with that. I'd be definitely okay with that. Okay, Netflix, if you're listening, please.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I'll write it for you. I mean, that's ridiculous. <laughs> Hi, Miyazaki will write it for this you. week's
1: episode. What's happening on Netflix? <laughs> Oh, if you want to do that, can I do my bit now? <laughs> Are you going to say something about Castlevania? Uh, no, oh, oh, turn, I was... no, I was going to talk about the, the new She-Ra. Okay, we'll do that. Oh, yes. have, you, have you watched Castlevania yet? Uh, I've watched the first episode. I feel like maybe we should do a
0: future episode where we've all watched Castlevania because I've just finished it's, season two. I was going to say, it's second season then. I can't say anything but good stuff about it. I, I had one bad point about it in season one and they rectified it in season two <laughs> and I was like... Perfect show. Did they
1: rectify <laughs> it or did they rictify it? <laughs> <laughs> it's not Richter in Castlevania. I know it's Trevor, but, but yeah. let him have his moment. Though, yeah.
0: but the, the, for for the first season, Castlevania is a game everyone knows for having fantastic music on the nes, along with Mega Man and Super Mario Brothers, just mm. and Zelda. Like it was good. NES music, and it has great music throughout its entire series.
2: Oh, it has amazing music.
0: Netflix season one, the music. Won't shit on the composer like it's not bad music, but mm-hmm. it's not Castlevania. They use no music from the video game, and it's just kind of bland.
2: That's depressing.
0: Season two, episode seven, they use they finally use a version of Bloody Tears, and it's fucking incredible. <laughs> I was actually like not fully paying attention to what was going on. I was, I was working at the time from home, and I just got Netflix on in the corner. And I just put it up like that's that, that Bloody Tears. I'm like, oh shit, it's Bloody Tears. I'm like, okay, pause this. I'm gonna watch all of Castlevania after work. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I rewatched it, I was like, worth it. <laughs> <good."> <laughs> that is not a show, by the way, that needs to be on in the background while you're doing something. Mm. Like I was that- going
2: to say, why was it on in the background? I
0: just had it on. I just, I'm like, oh, Castlevania. Yeah, I'll put that on. I'm just putting it on in the background. And then I was like, shit, this is good. I need to actually watch I mean, something not good. While I'm I there.
2: I haven't even watched Castlevania yet. I've seen... The fir- Most of the first episode. And I was quite drunk at the time, so I fell asleep. Um, <laughs> that's my personality in a nutshell. But one thing that I noticed was that the animation is so nice. So I can't imagine watching it and not, like,
0: it's, watching it. Mm. I think it's Studio Madhouse mm. mm. in Yeah, It is. It's, it's good.
2: I mean, good. I said earlier, I'm a huge Madhouse fan, and it's mm. really nice. You can tell that the shorter... um number of episodes they really had the money to put into not just the visuals but also the voice acting
0: i haven't watched an awful lot of vampire media in general to do with dracula specifically like i watched a lot of buffery and <laughs> <laughs> super, so there are vampires and supernatural sometimes in the few seasons that i actually enjoyed like one to five um but now i can't remember an awful lot of me watching stuff to do with dracula but castlevania might be the only one i'm aware of where you actually feel sorry for Dracula. You like you were on Dracula's side for a good portion. Just, it is rare, despite how charismatic Richard Armitage is as Trevor, the best Belmont that isn't Simon. <laughs> but yeah, he's like it was so well written. It's like oh man, every at the start of both seasons they remind you why you care about Dracula. I'm like, I, Shit, I like Dracula. I man.
2: have consumed media related to Dracula, and yeah, it's it's rare. It's not a
0: common perspective. You'll be rooting for Dracula and you'll realise you're rooting for anything. Dracula. I yeah. always
2: forget, like, oh yeah, literally Dracula is in this show. We'll
0: reconvene on a future episode when we discuss Castlevania.
2: Briggy knows, I like my weird Victorian novels and shit. Yeah,
0: that's good so
2: point. I'm here for the Dracula. Yeah. <laughs>
0: right, anyway. Next topic. Yeah, Yeah. so the, the, the lesser known and kind of subpar sister of um, the superior the show, which is He-Man. Because it has Skeletor in it. So how's She-Ra? Um, re- I'm guessing it's a zero out of ten because of no
1: Skeletor. Uh, the reboot's are really weird. Um, <laughs> Wait, are you about to tell me Skeletor's in it? Because I'll watch it.
2: I've heard really mixed things. Some people that I know really love it and they grew up with She-Ra and they love it as a reboot. And some people I've heard have been like, there's lots of stuff I liked in it and lots of stuff that I didn't and I don't know how to feel about it.
1: Yeah, that's exactly it. It's literally, <laughs> like, okay. it, it, if you didn't call it she if you just called it powerful princess who isn't She-Ra but is totally She-Ra. Super catchy title. Yeah. Well done. Like, like birds of prey level catchy yeah. title. It's, it's not it's it's not the best, but it's a work in progress. Um, but if you had if you didn't name it Sh- like She-Ra yeah. and you had the exactly the same show, the show itself is fine. But the problem is is it's She-Ra. And so all you do is go, well that doesn't really make sense in terms of it being she but as a show, this is like a solid show. It's like mm-hmm. it has characters you care about. It's got a story arc. People do things that like actually have meaning. Mm-hmm. It's great. And then you get to really the end. Really selling it there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm told it's got involvement from people
0: involved with Steven Universe. Probably. <laughs> who would that be? Any ideas? No uh,
2: idea. It's not the showrunner because I know Is the Rebecca Sugar runner?
1: involved? No. Yeah, okay. uh, The
2: showrunner is Noelle Stevenson, who I'm a huge fan of because um, I really like her comic Nimona. Um, I was actually, okay. I will say one of the things I was slightly disappointed was um, when there were rumours she was doing the show running for a show. I was really hoping it was a Nimona show. I'm not going to lie. So I, I was slightly sour just because it wasn't a Nimona show. But no, I mean, I never really grew up with She-Ra. And I think She-Ra looks like a really fun cartoon. I don't know whether or not it, it has any huge connection to the original.
1: Oh, it's its literally like the way in which the show references it. Is is—it's sort of like a... There's been lots of She-Ra's. Oh, okay. And so this is just one incarnate. Legend of Zelda oh, style. Exactly. No, no, um,
0: no. But- I, don't, I don't mind that as a plot <laughs> thing. It just bothers me because that completely takes away the chance of He-Man happening now.
1: Well, they have a He-Man reboot.
0: No, well, actually, no. If they do have multiple He-Mans, maybe... Or yeah. He-Men? <laughs> Regardless, if they have more of them, maybe we can have a, a, a far more interesting fun, and Hench Prince Adam in the future.
1: Oh, have you, have you not seen the reboot for He-Man?
0: The 2004 one was the last yeah. one I remember. That was
1: kind of okay. Okay. The animation looked cool. But but you remember when they did the Thundercats reboot? That was, that was... I'll stand by the Thundercats reboot. That was a good show. Yeah, but they've rebooted that as well. They've rebooted Thundercats. I never Again? heard about Yeah, that. so the oh, new... Oh, no, re-
2: Thundercats... Whatever. I've been calling it Thundercats Go.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um... Essentially,
2: yeah, I am gonna watch it
1: too. Is Is that what they did with Thundercats?
0: (laughs)
2: Yeah. Why I still don't understand why the last one got cancelled because it was good. Because it it didn't get ratings. Toy sales. It's a combination of ratings and toy sales, yeah.
0: Maybe DC will pick it up, like they picked up Young Justice, because that's why Young Justice got cancelled is toy sales.
2: I was gonna say, I wouldn't be surprised if the situation on the the behind-the-scenes stuff for Shira was partly that the show got pitched and they got told that they had to use a pre-existing property to sell toys and so they were like well the idea that we've got fits okay with she-ra there's no real reason because i mean the thing is most of the audience that's going to see she-ra will never have seen or maybe even heard of the original because it's going to be young kids Mm. and so it's kind of like it's this situation where it's a pre-existing license that they can make a lot of toys off of very quickly never
0: underestimate the power of adults watching cartoons and buying toys
2: but they don't he drive. says as we
0: sit and record a podcast next to a cabinet full of Batman toys. There
2: is a <laughs> distinction between the adult collectors' market and the child toy market. The child toy market, even with adult collectors, is still predominantly driven by um by children.
0: Toys. If they make good quality collectibles. People but will buy them for high prices.
2: Here's the thing parents buying toys for kids will often buy the licenses that they recognize. Mm. So even if they're not watching the TV shows because they're not nostalgic enough to watch them they remember the name Shira, ra So there's a whole marketing element behind it where even if the actual show itself has very little to do with the source material, there's a benefit to calling it something like Shira. ra yeah. So I would imagine that that's the driving motivation behind
0: it. But that's how you end up with garbage toys and the potential cancellation of Super Sentai in Japan, which is happening right
1: now. But the the thing that's weirdest about the Shira ra scenario is they've pitched it at teens. <laughs>
2: wait what i i'd assumed it was pitched at younger kids
1: because all the all the relationships are like really deeply intertwined to the point where there is like proper like motifs of like death and betrayal and all sorts of things and and so you in my head i'm thinking this is a great show it's it's the same target demo as voltron the remake voltron that yes yeah um But that makes me wonder, is it not that... I I agree that the the children's toy is where the money is made, Mm -hmm. but it's the same issue they have with Steven Universe, which is is all the fans are like teenagers to 20-year-olds to 30-year-olds. Steven Universe has that
2: problem a lot, and I say that as somebody who is a big fan of Steven Universe. They have no idea how to make any money. They have no idea how to make any money off that show, and it kills me inside. The (laughs) one
0: time I wanted to give them money, I couldn't get any merchandise I actually wanted. Yeah. The only... um, uh, Lapis, like, merchandise that they had at all was in the blind boxes. I was like, I don't want to buy, like, 60 blind boxes to maybe get mm-hmm. Lapis. Yeah. Yeah. That would that would suck.
2: The issue with Steven Universe... Or and Peridot,
0: by the way. Peridot would have been perfect. <laughs> but... I have
2: a little Peridot and I love her. Um, the issue that <laughs> I have with Steven Universe, I wouldn't be surprised to see it repeating in... Um, in she from what you've said is that they're simultaneously pitching at an audience that is too old to be buying toys and too young to be buying collectibles. Mm-hmm. And also they're often in very much of a generation where they're not likely to be buying things like DVD box sets. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, where are you going to make the money?
0: They're lowering mm-hmm. the age on collectibles. And-
2: and we've Start kind of, them
0: early and then get them hooked on Big they Bad Toy don't, Store.
2: They don't have enough disposable income to buy the real Yeah, that's why, got, stuff. that's why you end
0: up with entry level collectibles. I'm seeing more and more but of that. But those they're these not days.
2: doing it for Steven Universe. Which um, is the
0: dumb part. It is. Same thing with Voltron. We were just talking about this before the podcast. It's mm-hmm. like, there's no good Voltron merch. It's got a giant robot in it, Paul. <laughs> why don't I have that giant robot?
2: The other because other make one. The other thing with regards to Steven Universe, and like I said, relating this back to She I wouldn't be surprised to see it be an issue, is it's aimed at a generation that mostly consumes media like that through streaming. And there is no advertising money in streaming right now. Like, there is none. It is a known problem. And so because it's not really making a huge amount of money on advertising on broadcast TV, and it's not making anything on places like Netflix or Cartoon Network streaming services, it's like, they have no income stream. And so that's why these shows end up cancelled. Mm. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if she last, Even if it's really popular... It can be really popular, last one more series, and then they're like, well, there's no money to be made here. Mm. I'm still confused as to where Voltron is making its money, because it's presumably not toys. I was going to say,
0: that's like on season eight, and it's got garbage or non-existent toys, and it's it's just well-loved, I suppose, on the stream.
2: I think DreamWorks just really wants to make it a thing. DreamWorks keeps doing this. They're still making Troll Hunter, and I'm happy because <laughs> Guillermo del God bless him, really wanted to make that show. I still have no idea why they're making money on that. I mean, I'm
0: still super happy for them to keep making Voltron. I'll support wholeheartedly anything mm. with a giant robot in it.
2: Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm happy. I'm just confused.
0: <laughs> I support things that I don't even really like just because giant robot. <laughs> I was brought in by giant robot, and then told, like, oh, no, it's in, like, one episode. I was like, <laughs> That's, <laughs> and I end up watching the shows because of giant robots. And oh. buying giant robots, so I got so many giant robots.
2: Yeah, we noticed. Yeah,
0: <laughs> they look like, well. The tiny giant robots. <laughs> the giant robots, nonetheless, below
1: the Zelda. Oh, okay, yeah,
2: yeah. We're currently looking <laughs> for those listening at home. We're currently looking at a set of um, Briggy's collection, which is just four massive cabinets, just full to the brim of very expensive, expensive collectibles. One of
0: those cabinets is Tom's. He would, he would like me to point. Oh it yeah, out. the Green Lantern yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I am <laughs> the current, Gold one. To be fair, I am currently
2: staring at the most beautiful Breath of the Wild Legend of Zelda Link statue I have ever seen in my life, and I am going to murder Briggy to steal it.
0: When are they going to make that an anime? <laughs>
2: when are they going to make that a manga? Seriously, Where? seriously, Where
0: studio, is it? What, what manga? Breath of the uh, Oh yeah, Breath yeah. of the Wild. I'll when guess. are they going to do answer. that? They're doing, they're doing Twilight Princess right now.
2: Oh my god, they're so behind. <laughs> but like.
0: <laughs> Where's where's my studio Ghibli animated Breath of the Wild movie? Oh my uh, god. That writes itself, surely. It
2: doesn't really need one. It just is a Ghibli movie. It's just Castle in the Sky.
0: I was hoping for a movie so that we might actually have some storyline.
2: Oh. Still still waiting for that
0: Breath of the Wild storyline.
2: Oh, me and Briggy have very different opinions on Breath of the Wild for the record.
0: (laughs) Twelve memories does not a storyline make.
2: It's my favourite Zelda game. Briggy is about to murder me. It's going to be just. We maybe we
0: shouldn't get into this. No, it's
2: it's okay. But no, I mean the we thing can, is, we
0: can do a Zelda special at some point in the future where I tell everyone how they're wrong for loving <laughs> Breath of the Wild and and not praising Wind Waker as the best Zelda game ever made. Wind Waker HD, where they fixed the Triforce having to gather fetch quest, which made the first one not the best Zelda, but it then became the best Zelda.
2: I mean, my it's, second... it's Wind
0: Waker Majora's Mask Twilight Princess there? That's the top three.
2: I agree with you on uh, Majora's Mask.
0: All the Ocarina of Time fans out there are trying to stab me now.
2: No, you're correct. Majora's (laughs) Mask is better than Ocarina of Time. Ooh, hot takes tonight.
0: And we just lost all of our listeners. It's all Majora's
2: right. Majora's Mask is really goddamn good, though.
1: I fully expect in post, he's just going to bleep the entire ordering. <laughs> no, no, it's fine. It's, it's just no one's mentioned the Philips CDI version, so it's fine.
0: <laughs> the, the what version? Oh, my God. Okay. Have you blanked that from your
2: mind? <laughs> the other hot Phil, take... That, Philips been a console. <laughs> the other hot... Oops,
0: sorry, I had to set the table. I'm pretty sure Philips never got into the console <laughs> the
1: game. Other, I'm sure I remember something that big.
2: The other... As long as we're on Zelda hot takes, my third favourite Zelda game is probably Oracle of Seasons.
1: Those, those, right. those were really good. They two. were,
2: and I will literally one day start a YouTube channel just to make like a ten-part essay series on why they're really fucking underrated.
1: Yeah. Although they were, they are the Capcom ones, so people are like, "Oh, it's not real Zelda. It's real Zelda." I
2: will fight them.
0: Yeah. It's technically a sequel to A Link to the Past. <laughs> <laughs> it's well, the same Link.
1: Yeah.
0: Isn't yeah. it? And then it goes Link to the Past. Oracles, and then mm, Link's Awakening. It's the my same link understanding, yeah,
2: it's the same one. Yeah. It's direct.
0: Let me check my Hyrule story. <laughs>
2: but on the one hand, one thing that I will say, speaking of Zelda, I can actually put some recent news um, regarding this on it. It was finally confirmed by Nintendo that they are never going to place Breath of the Wild into the quote-unquote official timeline. And I'm really glad, because I think Breath of the Wild works best if it's just its own thing.
0: Yeah, no, they're totally going to do it. <laughs> I don't trust a single goddamn word that comes out of AJ in his mouth these days. That is going in the timeline, they just don't want to do it yet. Not until it's been long enough that they can make a second version of the Hyrule Historia and charge $60 for it. Okay, well... Then it will go into the timeline.
2: For now, we have something that is allowed to just be its own thing, and I'm very happy, because Breath of the Wild, to be fair, do you want Breath of the Wild in the timeline?
0: My my take on it is it's either a straight-up remake of Zelda 1 that they've not told us about, or it's the converging of all three timelines.
2: For me, I've just been assuming that it's the start of its own thing. They might make a sequel, they might not, I don't know. But the idea that it's a reboot of Zelda 1 makes a lot of sense to me. Purely from a game design standpoint, it is.
0: Oh wait, no, it can't because of the few in quotes, storyline segments. and well, no. kind of takes out the fact that it can't possibly exist as Zelda 1. It has to exist no. as a merging of all three timelines. But it
2: can exist as its own thing, completely separate of all the timelines, which takes the same role as Zelda 1 did for the main timeline.
0: My reasoning is because Zelda herself references an event in each of the three timelines
2: well, yes. directly. Directly. In a cutscene. But you could very easily just take that as a fan Easter egg and not as meaning anything in the universe.
0: If we weren't going to dig deeply into the, the minutiae of things that are said within a Zelda game, then why even bother buying the Hyrule Historia, I ask you? Why even bother spending $60 on a book that I'll never get to read?
2: Stop <laughs> reminding me that you own a thing that I don't, Briggy. It's unfair and cruel.
0: I own an entire shelf of things you don't own in terms own, m-
2: Listen, I have a flat with basically nothing in it, but I do own the carry... Kelly, figure that you bought me, so thanks. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> it's like the only piece of decoration in my flat. I have
0: to get something. Oh, in no, I point. have that
2: and I have my Star Trek The Motion Picture original poster that was given to me by my mother because I have you, the coolest mother.
0: We should do a Geeks Codex Cribs episode at some point. Like,
2: Mine will be very bad. I don't have a collection. The only thing that I have is the Star Trek poster, which, to be fair, is extremely cool, but it is technically my mother's, which makes it less cool that's not true my mother's very cool um, <laughs> as evidenced by the fact that she owns a Star Trek the motion picture original poster she also owns a Chinatown original poster um, but no I'm trying to think there was something else related got posters. to
0: posters
1: <laughs> then original I got a Deadpool one that you bought me <laughs>
2: that's it I have was... a
1: thumbs up <laughs> you can't see that because it's audio
2: I was um gonna say as a segue from that into something else you've been playing Pokemon Let's Go and I hate you because I don't have it yet
0: yeah it's just it's Pokemon Yellow it's good
2: it's yeah, it's. it's. I'm really jealous because I grew up with Pokemon Yellow and <laughs> I they finally remade it.
0: <laughs> I don't feel like I should have to defend Pokemon Let's Go because it's just Pokemon, but there's so many people that hated Pokemon Let's Go <sighs> before it was released because of the removal of one of the features from the game, which, as someone who hasn't cared about Pokemon properly since, like, Gen 3, let's say, like Ruby and Sapphire, but yeah, that Game Boy Master, Fire Red and Leaf Green on there, yeah, that was where I was really into Pokemon. The games up until like Gen Seven or whatever on now have added so many things to keep track mm-hmm. of, and it's this is why I don't like JRPGs. Like Pokemon was meant to be like the, you know baby's first JRPG. Mm. You don't have to learn too much, you know. Well, like,
2: yeah, similar to water beats mother. fire,
0: fire beats grass, grass beats water. Go with it. Like, it's simple. Let's let's do that. But so they, re- they they removed a bunch of stuff, or they maybe didn't. I don't know. I spoke to my brother who also owns it, and apparently a lot of that's still in there. I'm like, well, I didn't know it's because I don't pay attention to it in the first place. They
2: <laughs> removed the focus on a lot of yeah. the
0: stats. But the other thing they removed is wild, um, wild Pokemon battles. Thank like you. You still encounter them. You can't encounter them in the overworld, so you have to walk into a Pokemon specifically, and then you begin a Pokemon Go-inspired catching Thank mechanic thing. Fuck. Which is actually kind of cool, and I had a lot of fun like pretending to swoosh my... My Joy-Con went, yeah, to
1: catch Pokemon. I, um, did you not get the little ball controller so you can get I Mew?
0: I did, but I did not use it to play the game. I just use I spent fifty pounds getting Mew. <laughs> and it's now sat on the desk upstairs, looking kinda cool, but also not used.
2: I would absolutely I mean um to give but, people uh, just to before we move oh, off sorry, that point,
0: yeah. for anyone thinking about getting Pokemon Let's Go and wants the Pokeball Plus, bear in mind, this is my review just of the Pokeball Plus. Only buy it if you really want to spend 50 quid getting Mew for your game. Any other reason, it's Mm -hmm. not worth it. It's a garbage controller.
2: It's too tiny.
0: Yeah, it's not ergonomic. It's not fun to use. It's
2: fine if you're getting it for a child. I think it's the kind of thing a kid at Christmas would fucking love. If you handed me that as a kid, I would have loved it.
0: Bonus, though, it does double up as a Pokemon Go Plus, like the bracelets they released. So you can use it for that, which I have not yet set up for. Mm -hmm. But it's doable, and that's kind of cool about it. But as an actual controller... No, not. The one thing I'm happy about is I will hope at some point we'll get a video of someone beating Dark Souls with it.
2: Yes. <laughs> and on that note, so for a little bit of context, my history with Pokemon is that I got it the Christmas that it came out and I've been playing it ever since. I got Pokemon German. Red yeah. yeah, in America, bearing in mind. It came out, I believe, over there before it came out in the UK. So I watched the anime the first day that the episode aired and I got Pokemon Red like for Christmas with a Game Boy Color. And I then got Pokemon Yellow. So I really loved Pokemon Yellow as a kid. Pokemon Yellow has always been the game I wanted to see them remake more than any other Pokemon game. So the main thing for me is that I am really excited to see them remake Pokemon Yellow. But also, I think that simplifying it so that it is simpler for children to play Pokemon is a really good idea. And that anybody who complains about it is just being a stick in the mud. Because it got to the point with the last couple of generations where if you'd handed me those games when I was five, like when I got Pokemon Red, I would have had no idea what I was doing. And I think that that's really sad. I think that Pokemon should be accessible for children. I don't think it should be controversial to say that Pokemon should be easy for children to pick up and play. Mm. So I think that Pokemon Let's Go... People like me. Yeah, (laughs) literally. But um, I think that Pokemon Let's Go being easier is a good thing like it's fun it it should be because children play it. pokemon
0: <laughs> it was a nostalgia trip as well like yeah. you know a good part for me buying it was because of nostalgia it's a very very pretty upres nice looking version on the switch of pokemon yellow <laughs> with a cute little pikachu or eevee friend if you're weird and want the wrong version <laughs> no but- <laughs> i'm getting eevee because
2: when i was playing pokemon yellow if as you're a kid weird and want
0: the wrong version i was so-, <laughs> so
2: mad that you couldn't get an eevee in pokemon yellow i was so mad you didn't get to
0: choose but you can get an eevee Pokemon ever not at the start as a starter, as a starter but it's in there he doesn't
2: follow you around no
0: <laughs> yeah, this one it sits on your head but oh. <laughs> but the Pikachu's absolutely fucking adorable I had so much fun just interacting with the Pikachu but oh they've done cool it's just worth checking out at some point if you're into Pokemon it's a nice little throwback and I don't I think I might be alone in this there's probably a few people out there that agree with me but fuck it man there's way too many Pokemon
2: yes I like, agree.
0: Like, give me 150. That's great. I'm happy with that. That's a good number of Pokemans. <laughs>
2: we do not need a 700 and what the fuck ever Pokedex. But, uh. Um, I mean, I
0: gave up with the Reggie's back at like. The final, gen.
2: the final note is that it has Jesse and James in it, and therefore every single human being on Earth should buy it because they're the best.
0: It's got all the anime stuff and they're like, yes,
2: but Jesse and Misty show best. up
0: and do stuff.
2: But Jesse and James <laughs> are <laughs> the best. This has
0: got throwbacks to the old actual games because red, blue and green are also in the game, which is kind of cool.
2: I didn't know that.
0: Oh, have you? Yeah, you're, you're, your, your rival isn't blue. It's oh, is it a, Gary? It's a, no, it's a new rival. Oh. Yeah, because blue is in-game.
2: That's so cool. I have to buy this game Blue now. shows
0: up at story points for you. Um, I'm going to spoil a little bit because... I mean, no, do.
2: Because this is making me want it's to buy a it even Pokemon more.
0: game. What can you even spoil? So when you find <laughs> on the Elite Four, uh, when you go to the Cerulean Cave to find Mewtwo, someone, uh, there's a girl that's been looking for Mewtwo. You catch Mewtwo, you go back out. So it's like, oh, did you see that girl that was looking for things? say so you go back in Cerulean Cave to where you find Mewtwo. And Green is there, and you battle ah, Green. Leaf. And uh, I'm, there's a second battle with Green later with even more powerful Pokemon. Because this is like a bunch of post-game stuff. And then mm-hmm. post-game, there's one Master Trainer per Pokemon. There's a specific Master Trainer in that Pokemon all across Kanto. They all show up. Um, when you beat them, you can't use items. You can only use your version of that Pokemon. So it's a one-on-one Pokemon fight. Wow. No Ooh. items. So I'm, I'm only Pikachu Master so far. So i, pull, I support someone with the Pikachu.
1: Right? There's a Magikarp master. There is. <laughs> yes. There's
0: one for every Pokemon. When you have done six of them, so it's a minimum of six to do a full team of Master Fights... Go back to the Indigo Plateau, and that's where Red is.
1: Oh. And Red
0: gives you the title of Battle Master if you can beat him using your six mastered Pokemon, no items. Versus Ooh. his, master- so it's a full-on master battle against his actual lineup, which is like game accurate as well. Is it awesome. accurate
2: to the original or the remakes? Because they are slightly different.
0: I believe it's accurate to the Pokemon Adventures manga.
2: Oh, I yeah, like that, that's because they've gone with. I was going to say, the reason this makes me so happy is that I really like, I haven't read a huge amount of it, but I really like the Pokemon Adventures manga, and I really like red and, I mean, in the English, she's now called Leaf, I think, but originally green and blue in that manga.
0: I yeah, do no, green was the girl, wasn't it? Yeah. So, yeah, green, blue, In the, the games,
2: she's usually called Leaf, and so the English translations, I haven't read them in yeah. a while, but I think they swapped over to nope, Leaf.
0: Nope, it's called green in the game. They've gone with the original Oh, names. wow, yep. okay. It's red, blue, and green.
2: That's awesome! That it's, makes me really yeah, happy. Yeah, it's a
0: really nice throwback to people that remember like those games. Because I was thinking, oh, fuck, at, the end, at, at the end of Gold and Silver, you fought Red at the top of Mount Silver, and that was really cool. And I went like, oh, I was Red mm-hmm. in the last well, game, and I got to fight Red in this game. It's like, I Red shows up, so I can kick his ass again. It's in like- <laughs> in
2: um, Sun and Moon, you fight both Red and Blue. Are on holiday together on a Lola, and you like fight them, and it's very adorable.
0: I own Sun. I played like for like, an hour and then traded it in. So.
2: God damn it, I was gonna ask if you had it. I haven't played it yet.
0: (laughs) I got a lot of money in trading for Suns. Like, game, do not realize how bad that game is. (laughs) They gave me way more money. Like, that should be on the discount shelf for like £5 a piece.
2: I don't care. Sun it and Moon has... are a
0: garbage game.
2: Alolan Raichu is a pancake, so I don't care.
0: You can get Alolan Films in Let's Go.
2: That's why I want to get this instead of Pokemon. I have moon. an
0: Alolan Raichu on my game.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I, I basically... It serves its tail. Yeah. I basically <laughs> was going to get Sun or Moon, and then I was kind of like, well, Let's Go is coming out. I'll just buy that. <laughs>
0: Oh one of my favourite things that they've added into it, because um, uh, I did like the Soul, Silver, and Heart Gold games that they put out. Oh, I love the Soul Silver. Remakes of Second Gen. Mm. That had the Pokemon following you where you first see mm-hmm. Pi could follow you. Now, now you can pick up any Pokemon in your party to follow you in game. So and they're all of, like like scaled accurately. It's quite nice. I actually have Pokemon running around the world.
2: You can ride we- on Snorlax. You
0: can now ride those Pokemon <laughs> as well.
2: You can hang onto its belly and yeah. it's the best thing
0: in the world. You ride in Kangaskhan's pouch. You ride on the back of a when you're in the water. Uh, I, I've got an Arcanine just for running around on. It's like, yeah, Arcanine, fire dog. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, my God, it's so good.
2: Can you fly, like, hanging off of Mew's tail or anything?
0: Not Mew, no. No,
2: I want to fly. There's
0: only three flyable Pokemon in the game, I think. I think it's Charizard, Is- Dragonite, and Aerodactyl.
2: What, no, Pidgey?
0: No, you cannot fly on the back of Pidgey Pidgey.
2: That's baffling, nope. because they are definitely the one that everybody in the original games gave fly.
0: Yep, well, you don't have a HM... Well, okay, now we're getting into the things that mind. <laughs> like the actual... Like, no, I'm just thinking... The minutiae of Pokemon crap. Literally. But you no longer... There's no longer a need for a HM slave. The
2: sprite There are no HMs. What it is, the sprite in Pokemon <laughs> yeah. first generation that you fly with is very clearly based off of Pidgey. Yeah. So everybody just gave... And everybody just gave fly to Pidgey. Because it was just... Or Pidgey... That's you
0: now physically see it. So they they got rid of HM. It's just a nice reference. So it's no more hidden machine. So cut, uh, surf, all that. It's replaced now by secret techniques that either Pikachu or Eevee knows. Mm -hmm. And in the case of Fly, if you don't have a Pokemon on you that would that you could actually fly on so it would look cool there's now a machine that's like a bicycle but with balloons tied to it that you ride <laughs> that's adorable <laughs> it's kind of awesome
2: see but I kind of wish that at least in the yellow um. oh Pikachu in surfing
0: I put this they put on my Facebook if you don't have like a Lapras or a Gyarados something to ride on the back of surfing you and Pikachu use a surfboard
2: I was going to say, it's
0: awesome.
2: <laughs> I think that the best thing to do, like balloon Pikachu, they should have just done balloon Pikachu.
0: I think it is a reference to that.
2: Yeah, but it should have literally been Pikachu puts balloons on and then you hang off of Pikachu. I was more <laughs> happy to see a
0: reference to surfing Pikachu by having Pikachu run the surfboard with you and learn oh. to surf it. That was a cool moment. I was like, oh, that's
2: cute. That just reminds like, me like, that I really need to play Pokemon Snap again.
0: <laughs> I'd love to see a remake for the Switch for that. That'd be good. Oh, Come yes. On. Come on, Pokemon Company. <laughs> May that happen.
1: It's not like you're doing anything else at the moment.
0: Just like, making Gen 8 for the Switch, I suppose, but yeah. eh, who cares about that? We've got Let's Go now. Yeah. Give a snap.
2: <laughs> they should have just made Let's Go. Like They should have put a bit more time into Let's Go, made it a bit bigger, a bit more expansive, and just had it be the Pokemon game, in my opinion.
0: Eh, I'm hoping that we see this as an every... Because Pokemon games, traditionally, have been two years apart, mm-hmm. every generation. It's just been a constant cycle. So if we have Let's Go now, and we're having Gen 8 come out, sometime mid toward, between middle and end of next year. I would like to see the following year be another Let's Go game.
2: Mm. That so would we can be nice.
0: alternate between Let's Go and do Nostalgia. So we have Let's Go, like a Johto version of Let's Go. Yes. That'd be awesome. Then then you can do even more stuff and then you can go mm-hmm. back to Kanto, and it and that'd be free and eventually we'll get the Ruby and Silver version and it'll be another couple like six, eight years before I stop giving a shit again. <laughs> <laughs> it'll get to like Gen four and five of Let's go and I'm like, cool, I'm done and I can see like what happens with like the Switch plus or the NX two or whatever, because the next Nintendo console is actually super high powerful. and We get a remake of Gold of Red and Blue again.
1: I was going to say, you yeah. have Pokemon Let's Go Go, <laughs> yeah.
0: Let's Go Go. Yeah, Wake just, just, me keep,
2: up just keep, just keep remaking. Before you go
0: go, just keep remaking like Gen One and Two over and over again. Add Infinite item, and I'll just keep throwing money at you because that's the ones I liked. And nostalgia is mm-hmm. a powerful drug. Mm-hmm. It's a hell of a drug.
2: It'd be nice if, um, in the similar vein to the fact that they've done Yellow, they did a remake essentially of Crystal. Because I feel like second only to Yellow, Crystal gets very little attention. As opposed to things like Emerald and so on and so forth, which are considered mm. the definitive versions. Crystal is often not seen the same way Pokemon Yellow isn't seen as the definitive version of its generation. Packaging. And I think it's a real shame because Crystal was a really good update to Pokemon Gold and Silver. Packaging. Mm-hmm.
0: No one gives a fuck about Suicune.
2: I mean, yeah, it doesn't have Lugia, the coolest Ho Ho,
0: Suicune. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, no. If you'd put all three legendary dogs on the box, that'd have been kind of cool, but mm-hmm. just fucking. What? Why Suicune? Yeah. It was and Suicune on it, wasn't it? My mis- Yeah, no, this? it is, yeah. It is, yeah. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's bullshit.
2: <laughs> because sorry. the main draw for Crystal was that it introduced Crystal. Like, it was the first game you could pick your Pokemon, uh, not your Pokemon, like your trainer th- gender in.
0: Like, the first. Th- sorry, I'm just. You got me off on a tangent now. The first gen, the third game, Pikachu, mascot. Second gen, third game. Fucking Suicune of all things. The worst dog. And gen three onwards, third game, third legendary. Mm-hmm. So of course no one remembers Crystal. It's got a fucking Suicune on the box. <laughs> I they
2: mean, could have at least done something like, I don't know, like Suicune having of a them. movie.
0: I don't even know, man. Entei had a movie. He should have been on the box. Oh,
2: Entei was that movie was weird.
0: Yeah, yeah. I liked it though.
2: <laughs> I've seen, I I've watched a lot of Pokemon movies as a kid. <laughs> can you
0: remember back to the third Pokemon movie? Like, the only one I like can you remember. Mew Mewtwo. The unknown Then were in then, it. Then it was, then it was uh, Lugia and then it was Entei and the unknown and it was all a fever dream.
2: And I, the third one is so fucking surreal. Like I watched those three Pokemon movies you know obsessively why. as a kid. Why?
0: Oh, they wasn't going to do that movie initially. I don't know the history of the thing. Game one. Game Freak weren't releasing like the new character like the new concepts of the new Pokemon quickly enough for them to do a movie oh. out of it. So before that happened, the movie that got scrapped involved a real life T-Rex.
2: I'm just gonna leave this yeah. room. I'm gonna fling myself into the sun. What the fuck?
0: Yeah, the third Pokemon movie was gonna be fucked up and weird. <laughs> and it so, was. Yeah. It
2: was fucked up More and weird.
0: So, that's what this is what happened after they went, here's an unknown, and I guess this is Entei. And they're like, okay, well, run with that. And that's all they got. <laughs> But it's I mean, the main two I
2: obsessively watched the first three Pokemon movies as a kid. The first DVD I ever owned was Pokemon the movie. I don't even know how many times I watched it.
0: not going to lie, I just watched Pokemon the third movie like a it's, week ago.
2: You know what we should do? I was do? playing Pokemon like,
0: I'm going to watch the movies. You know what
2: we should do? I'm going to put my actual podcast plans on hold. I'm going to do a podcast where I get drunk and watch every Pokemon movie in sequential order and just narrate it. That's my next creative project. How
1: many are there now?
2: Like 25 billion.
0: Now we're on 18, I think.
2: That's... Is that including Origins?
0: No, I'm not about, uh, yeah. 18 is the next one that comes out, which is a continuation of Pokemon I Choose You, which is a reboot of the entire are franchise. Are you
2: including the direct-to-video one about Mewtwo that was a sequel to the first movie? No,
0: because it's not a movie. Because <laughs> I
2: fucking loved that one. It was
0: ridiculous. It's an OVA not a movie. It
2: is, and I love it, and I want to get drunk and re-watch it. We should do this, Briggy.
0: Okay. I'm down. <laughs> just start with get drunk and, and I'm down for most things.
2: The number of times me and Key, uh, my good friend Key, who Briggy knows, uh, we once had a whole weekend where we just got really drunk and played the Pokemon anime drinking game and re-watched the entire first series. To give you an impression of how bad this was on our liver. And I can highly recommend it. I don't feel
0: like we should be setting plans to do anything important that starts with and drinking or drinking game. <laughs> we tried to do Mega Man and that went nowhere.
2: Oh, please don't talk about the time I got very drunk and tried to play Mega Man.
0: James is not very good at Mega the Man. The last time... I, <laughs> I mean, find not, most people that aren't me for some reason aren't very good at Mega Man within thing, my general like friend circle.
2: One thing I will say is I got so drunk playing the Pokemon Series 1 drinking game, I did forget... One of the words to the Pokemon theme song. Do you know what it was? It was the last word that is Pokemon. (laughs) That's not even a joke. That actually happened. We're excellent adults.
0: I'm searching for the words
1: and I have none. Uh, Are the words Pokemon?
2: (laughs) I too. suppose they are. I too was searching for the words and I didn't have any.
0: I guess that wraps up the Pokemon Let's Go section of this one. Again, it's... I mean, it's an expensive game. Like It's like all new games at this point. Like, it sort of crept up on me. When games like, become 45, 50 quid for a new game. Like Honestly, like, earth, man? it's but,
2: it's understandable given the ballooning costs of yeah. development for AAA.
0: But considering I bought the game and the well, I got the bundle that had the, the Pokeball peripheral in it, for Mew, it costs 90 quid in the end before God. I use, like, my... It cost me seven pounds in actual money because I have game reward points out of the zoo. But it's an expensive game, so if you're not super into, like, that nostalgia trip and you've played a lot of Pokemon... Like, it's made for certain people. If you're a diehard Pokemon fan that's played all of them and you're super into the competitive side and the breeding and things, you might not super enjoy Let's Go... Mostly because you're weird. One thing I would say. And you're super addicted to the odd number yeah. crunching of EVs and IVs and. Martin, I'm talking to you. <laughs> Not me. But one uh, thing. Then there's, I- there's also the, the people that enjoyed it and want the nostalgia trip. It's good for them, it's good for me. But there's also the huge swarm of people that downloaded and played Pokemon Go for mm. the last two years that have never had an entry into the series and then looked at Sun and Moon and Ultra Sun and Moon and. Concert ridiculous, Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon, like and there's yeah. seven hundred and fifty-one Pokemon in it. That's a weird place to start them in, mm-hmm. and this is fucking perfect. If you're a child or played Pokemon Go and you're like, "What's yeah. this Pokemon thing?" Like, let's go.
2: I was gonna say, perfect, spot on. If you have like an eight-year-old in your life and you want to buy them a Switch game, buy them Let's Go. Like, they'll fucking love it. And I think that it's really smart of Nintendo to have made this move where they're like, everybody fucking loved Go. Oh, just shit. simplify it.
0: Oh shit, this. Gotta point this out, for, like for just the nostalgia trip. Favorite, favorite thing about Let's Go: reorchestrated soundtrack. Mm-hmm. It's fucking incredible. It's so good. I was like, "Hark, oh, it's my, it's my childhood." But with a natural orchestra this time and in HD. <laughs> Here's an idea.
2: Here's an idea. Get it for the child in your life, and then confuse the shit out of them. I'm sorry, my voice just broke. Confuse the shit out of them by then showing them the incredibly odd trailer for Detective Pikachu.
0: <laughs> Oh, we can talk about that now. Okay.
2: I'm so excited for Detective Pikachu it's like if we crossed over into the Twilight Zone it makes no sense I don't understand how this movie is happening
0: I'm not just a detective I'm a great detective Detective Pikachu alright we'll do a quick piece on Detective very Pikachu very quick I watch. don't
2: want us to actually talk in detail I just want us to all sit here with the knowledge that Detective Pikachu voiced by Ryan Reynolds fucking exists
0: I mean, I'm still sad it's not Diane Vito. Same. I, I mean, I've seen the, the redub trailer that I hate
1: YouTube, of them redubbing it using Diane Vito's lines from Always Sunny, and it's my favourite thing. How likely do you think when Deadpool 3 comes out, there will be an entire segment dedicated that
2: to is why. To that that <laughs> is why he took the part. I feel Nobody like will convince me otherwise. I feel like
0: it's already written. <laughs> There's actually official... Is it, I think it's official merchandise that I've seen of Pikachu... In a Deadpool costume. It exists. Yes. I don't know if it's an officially licensed piece, but there's definitely been them for sale.
1: And I've seen them a month.
2: Does, does Disney does have anything sense? to do with Detective Pikachu? Is there any actual, like, <laughs> brand ownership crossover? Eventually.
1: <laughs> I mean, it's it's only a matter of time. I mean, how do, I mean, how Disney
2: do, owns everything now. How do
1: you guys feel about the realistic looking Pokemon? It's <laughs> Mr. so... Mr. Mime is incredible.
2: Oh my, <laughs> my feeling is that it's so... ooh, Sorry. How dare you? My feeling is it's so weird, surreal, and inappropriate that it becomes fantastic. Mm. It's it's kind of almost like horrifying in a really interesting way. You know, I've spoken to you about this, Briggy. I've said that I like things that are like 6 out of 10 on the rating scale because they are often the most interesting things, Mm. because the ways that they're ridiculous. (laughs) No, but like in terms of things that are like... They're weird and messed up, but in ways that are so bizarre that they're interesting. My example, for anybody who knows it, would be the game Deadly Premonition, which is a fucking mess in the most interesting way possible. Detective Pikachu, against all expectations and logic, is going to be that film for me. It will be bizarre and terrible and awful and it looks so weird and surreal and it makes no sense and I don't understand how it exists and it's going to be my favourite fucking movie of all time
0: Uh, I have seen the future and I am all in. It's going to get 100% on Rotten Tomatoes without a doubt and Psyduck is my aesthetic
1: Oh yes.
0: (laughs) My god Psyduck. Mr. Mime I I want the first plush that comes out of Psyduck from that movie. I am already pre-ordering that motherfucker.
2: Mr. Mime is my aesthetic and my soul.
0: I can't wait to see more of Psyduck in that in that movie.
2: He looks like he, he looks just looks so good. He, he looks, looks so good. He looks like he sees all
0: and I is know, horrified by it. That's always been the point of Psyduck. Yes. He's just a little bit broken. He's like one twitch away from destroying the universe. You kind of see a little bit of that in that trailer. It's like, yes, His soul is
2: broken, but his eyes see all.
0: Full disclosure of a podcast, Psyduck has always been my favourite Pokemon from the beginning up until now. And I'm so happy that he's going to be in the live action one. And they got a good shot of him in those trailers Mm. because I'm so happy about that. Super stoked.
1: When it does do amazingly well, and they then suddenly decide that they are going to just make the regular Pokemon live action film. How on earth is that going to work? Because...
2: I don't want them to. I know they will, but I don't want them to. They're
1: going to find a (laughs) 10-year-old, and he's going to become the very best,
0: (laughs) like no one ever was, and catching them will be his real test.
2: And and training
0: them will be the sequel.
2: I am genuinely... I genuinely admire the sheer guts of Nintendo to be like, we could just milk the cash cow and do a totally standard, predictable, live-action Pokemon movie... And to just be like, but what if we did a really odd off the wall movie and just took a risk? Cause like, have you seen the actual teaser poster for the Pikachu, uh, Detective Pikachu movie? Yeah. Because it's, it's like, awesome. it's this really amazingly intricate, like it's a neo noir pastiche with all of these Pokemon references. This isn't a movie that's just being made as a cash cow. People involved in this movie really care about making the weirdest, most interesting Pokemon movie that they can.
0: I mean, you could already play the game as well. The game yeah, existed but, for multiple years.
2: But, like, it's so... Like, seeing the poster... So it, it
0: is officially not yeah. just not just a Pokemon time, but it is a video game time. Oh, not absolutely. Just, not just yeah. the Pokemon games, but this is based on a video game. It is, and it is does su-
2: have the plot of the video game, which surprised me, because I didn't realise that it had such a weird plot.
0: So, <laughs> video game live-action adaptation that could be good, probably will be good, could usher in a new era of video game adaptations in the same way that Iron Man gave us amazingly good comic book adaptations in movies, we will now have video game adaptations in movies because following Detective Pikachu, there are two other movies, which I'm both excited about. Mm-hmm. I talked to Paul about this the other week. Is one I of really them remembers. Sonic the Hedgehog? We'll get, we'll get to that. I was going to very lead on that one. First of all, the Super Mario Brothers animated movie, which mm-hmm. I'm super excited about. I am about. hyped for that. And two, we'll have to talk to you about the cause, Sonic the Hedgehog. Do you know... You know this already. I can't
2: believe this movie exists either.
0: Do you know who's playing Robotnik?
2: I can't remember his name, but I've seen pictures and... Mm.
0: Because he's being voiced by this guy.
2: What's his fucking name again? Tell me.
0: I don't know actors. He's being voiced by Jim Carrey.
2: I'm sorry, I think I must have blanked that from my mind. What did you just fucking say to me, Briggy?
0: Jim Carrey's robotic!
2: Okay, again, I want to give some context to people listening at home. So the amount that I know about Sonic the Hedgehog lore is sincerely morally disgusting. I grew up in Sonic fandom and nobody has ever managed to let me forget it. And somehow, despite this, I managed to blank that fact from my mind. I want you to repeat it for me, Briggy. <laughs> sorry,
0: I'm laughing so much myself in the realisation... That Dr. Robotnik is Ace Ventura.
2: I'm going to throw myself <laughs> off a cliff. Can you repeat that for me, Briggy? Jim Carrey's Robotnik. I'm going to die. It's awesome. I know so much about Sonic the Hedgehog that I have embarrassed people in public by correcting them about obscure lore for cancelled games. Sonic Extreme. Mm-hmm. I do know all the law for that. Um, don't Weird at me. flex, but okay. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Every
1: single...
2: The amount of... That I know about Sonic is the most embarrassing part of my personality. And even I had forgotten, on purpose, I assume, that that was the case. But Why? it's the
1: best part of the casting.
2: I know, but also my brain can't take it, Briggy.
1: I think I'm the only one that's grinning like an idiot. Help out me out brain, here. Um, I do wonder exactly what his agent said to him, which was like, <laughs> okay, we've got a part coming up. It's, it's for a well-known character. Um <laughs> We're not really sure you're the fit for this, but hey, let's try it. I feel like
0: his agent says, Hey, Jim, want to be in the Sonic the Hedgehog movie? And he's like, who am I playing? they're like, not Sonic. How do you feel about being a balding ginger egg man? And he was like, sign me up. I was born to play this role. I
2: can't believe that there are so many movies and TV shows and things in 2018. I can't believe it's happening. That I can't believe are happening to the point where I keep forgetting that the Sonic the Hedgehog movie <coughs> is happening. And again, the degree Briggy is dying of yeah. laughter.
0: I'm still laughing about Jim Carrey, because I just I just think of another character of his Robotnik. <laughs> oh <laughs> but my mask God. is Robotnik.
1: <laughs> Have you seen Jim Carrey's like TV series where he plays a, a children's entertainer who has a massive psychotic episode? Oh, um, great. he has a breakdown a proper breakdown what? yes but I haven't seen all of it does that show end
0: with him microwaving a rotten egg possibly <laughs> whilst <laughs> training a brown hedgehog on oh, a oh Sonic
2: the Comic Con references coming in because
0: <laughs> that's my jam but
2: they actually came from the Penguin books that were I think they were Penguin Penguin books that were released before that in the UK but not in the US which is why Sonic the Comic has it but Archie Comics doesn't have it that's why I'm an embarrassment to humanity
0: his name is Robotnik which is reverse of <laughs> He's over-arbonic, which is Ivo Kinto, reversed. Because that, in the 90s in England, is how you made a bad guy. Just reversed <laughs> <Yeah>. his name.
2: <laughs> Again, it didn't come from Sonic the Comic. They took that from the thing. They had, like, these children's books. I think they were Penguin. I'm not sure. I used to own a couple of them, and I wasn't a child when I owned them. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Again, no need to admit this, on the internet.
2: <laughs> I mean, just at this stage in my life, I just... I feel like I need to warn people (laughs) off.
0: So those are happening. Yeah.
2: (laughs) You promised me before this that we could have a brief bit where I talked about Overwatch.
0: Oh, yeah, did, not I? Anyway, that's enough time. (laughs) Oh, shut up. (laughs) Have
2: you... So, Briggy, I know you don't play Overwatch that regularly anymore, but have you played any of the new hero, um, Ash?
0: Yeah, yeah, I was still playing it, like, when Ash came out. Mm. I got a few games in where we were playing it. Did we you in those games? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we played a bit of Ash, didn't we? Yeah. What yeah. Do you Ash think of is that? cool? Yeah. Uh, my brother's gonna really love Ash when he finally expected to playing overwatch it's McCree meets Widowmaker and hit scan weapons so. I was
2: gonna say I've been playing because I play a lot of overwatch Brigitte can attest I'm aware yeah you yes. play I ranked. play a lot I play ranked I play
0: casual <laughs> mystery heroes in the arcade mode because I like loot boxes and not losing constantly
2: I, I, I do play a just lot of those sometimes. as well I play just a lot of overwatch I will literally be going home and playing overwatch I don't play a lot of DPS I'm a support main but when I do play DPS I play McCree and I've been complaining for a long time that McCree needs rebalancing and redesigning because he hasn't been rebalanced or redesigned properly since he was brought out So, Ash feels as though they were going to redesign McCree, but then they realised that BlizzardCon was coming up and that maybe if they just put all of that redesign into a new character and did a short about her, they'd get more attention. Which, on the one hand, I've been playing a lot of Ash. On the other hand, I'm kind of mad that they didn't just redesign McCree. I'm just saying.
0: Uh, No, I'm happy with keeping McCree and Ash as two separate characters, although we got way too many DPS. The trouble is that. We need more tanks.
2: They need more everything but DPS. Need more tanks. I mean, they definitely need more tanks. The other thing that I play is that I play a lot of off-tank, and yeah, we need more tanks. But haven't you noticed, every time Blizzard just... Wrecking
0: Ball's cool. Oh, Wrecking Ball is great.
2: He's a hamster and a mech. He's also not a tank.
0: <laughs> he plays that one. <laughs> Barely. He's Bastion meets Reinhardt.
2: He has no shields. He does. Not for other characters. Even Roadhog is better.
0: I know, but he's like a traditional tank. Like an actual like drawing fire He's tank. not got
2: a big enough hitbox, though.
0: He's a giant fucking rolling ball.
2: He's still He's got... got one of the biggest hitboxes in the game. Some of him isn't a hitbox
0: though. Well, that's just ridiculous. It is,
2: it's stupid.
0: That would not go on hitbox porn whatsoever. It's
2: very annoying. Some of him, and I can say this as somebody who's played a lot of wrecking balls, some of him isn't a hitbox.
0: That explains why I'm so good with him. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Very annoying. Um, as opposed to Roadhog, who does not have conventional shields but is like all oh, hitbox.
0: I sort of love his grappling hook as well because he can just then become a, a, a giant mace. <laughs> you are you are now a Morningstar. Like cool.
2: But no, with regards to Overwatch, Overwatch has this issue where every time something happens that upsets the DPS players because they only care about getting kills, they nerf non-DPS characters and introduce new DPS characters and buff the DPS characters. And it's really annoying as a support main. Like, when everybody who played DPS and was just looking to get individual kills got really pissed off about Mercy having Resurrect, and they just did, like, ten nerfs to Mercy in a row, because, oh, it's not fun. And then I'm sat here thinking, well, it's not fun when Soldier 76 gets his fucking auto-aim, but I'm not saying that he shouldn't have an ultimate. I'm sorry. I'm slightly bitter.
0: I mean, they didn't nerf all support too much. If you play classic No Limits mode... Which is the version of the game we went with first launch for the Mm middle Changes? You can still stomp an entire team with a six man Lucio.
1: That was the best time.
0: Oh, And then you go on defense and you do a six man Torbion, and then everyone (laughs) gets angry at least because they've tried doing a six man Lucio and don't understand how we did it in the first place, and they all die. That was like the best first week of that game. Yeah.
2: But like. That and the
0: ability to use D.Va's ult without people knowing what's happening. That was when you used to get all the kills. Like, what is this giant mech that's suddenly has to be explosion?
2: I mean, you say that. I am very good at sneakily fucking getting all team kills with uh, Diva. I've gotten
0: better with it again. I've anymore. done it in
2: ranked. I have killed the entire team with one self-destruct.
0: Speaking of BlizzCon, I mean, we've all got phones, right?
2: <laughs> oh, I know wow. where this is going. <laughs> I haven't had enough wine for this, and I've had a lot of wine.
0: I mean, I see you've got a phone, we're going to podcast on it. Is you, this going
2: to be about Diablo? You've
0: got a phone, I mean, I've got a phone. Are we
2: talking about Diablo?
0: So we got phones Because,
2: so, hey, my hot take <laughs> is, I'm fine with Diablo being on phones.
0: So I don't know why we're all salty, because we got phones, right? It's got nothing I, to do with the fact that they've just hired a company that's not Blizzard to work I on am. one of the original Blizzard properties, instead of making... A fourth Diablo game. Hey,
2: hey, you want to know my hot take? I think it's fine that they're re-releasing it on a phone.
0: Re-releasing it? It's not a re-release of a game. I thought it was a re-release of one
2: of the Diablo games. Nope. That was how it was originally reported. Nope. <laughs>
0: it's,
1: it's Did they a,
2: go back on that?
1: It's a
0: reskin. No, it was of a announced way. as a, yeah, it's a reskin of another Chinese ARG that's Diablo. Oh, knockoff. it
2: was misreported to me then. Yep. And the graphics are slightly better than the, Diablo
0: three, which is like great. So the best looking version of original, Diablo is a knockoff on a film made by a Chinese company that's not Blizzard for one of the original Blizzard properties.
2: The original thing that I saw because I've read a couple of articles on it indicated that it was a remake on phones of one of the early Diablo games.
0: No. It is a brand new Diablo game that is actually not a Diablo okay. game.
2: But the other thing about but that... But you've got a phone, right? <laughs> but the other thing about that is that it means that it's not a situation where it's like, well, if they weren't doing this, they could have been making Diablo 4, because Blizzard wasn't working on it. it no. not, they literally probably just threw like a $10 bill and were just you like, know, just do it.
0: You know my favourite thing has been on the internet since this happened? is the lawsuit that's currently happening because of the guy that, had, uh, that registered PlayDiablo4.com.
2: Oh boy, I didn't hear about this. It
0: currently redirects to Path of Exile.
2: <laughs> oh my god. Which is
0: the superior ARG, or so I'm told I'm brother currently. I don't play ARG. To be it. fair,
2: my only... POE ex- is
0: apparently where it's at.
2: My only experience of Diablo is that for some reason my parents let me watch my brother play the first game online when I was like seven. So I've never actually played Diablo, but I spent many hours watching my... Because my brother's six years older than me, so he was yeah, allowed to play... I play a
0: D1 at age seven by that point.
2: Yeah, I... My mother spent a couple of years pretending that she wasn't going to let me play violent video games. Then she worked out that they didn't bother me and that got lifted. But I just used to watch my brother play it because I was just really fascinated because I'd never seen an online video game before that.
0: But don't worry, guys. Don't worry. We're getting a HD re-release of Warcraft 3. Yeah. No? no one-
2: yeah. I don't play Warcraft or World of Warcraft or any of these Warcraft things.
0: I will say... Tom is kind of jazzed about the re-release of Warcraft 3, because he's never played Warcraft so 3, is... despite the fact that Arthur is his favourite character, and Warcraft 3 is his and his story. So now he has to play it without the shitty 2003-2004 graphics it had. Mm-hmm. That will genuinely be quite nice to have. So it's a shame it's... that's the only good thing I can think of from Blizzard that isn't Overwatch right now.
2: So just to confirm, because I've never played anything in the Warcraft franchise, Warcraft 3 is one of the RTS games, yeah?
0: Yeah, 1, 2, 3, Frozen Throne and all RTS. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then World happened.
2: I will say, I'm, I'm interested to play any kind of like modern update of one of the RTS games, just because the only thing that I knew about Warcraft for so long was World of Warcraft. For a long time, I didn't know that anything existed before World of Warcraft.
0: Oh, hey, you like the space cowboy aesthetic. I do. Play, play Starcraft.
2: <laughs> yes, you've told me this many times,
0: Brigitte. Starcraft here. I'm pretty sure the music's lifted from Firefly. <laughs> it's that close, and that's why I love it. I
2: think Starcraft might predate Firefly, honey.
0: No, nah, I'm talking about the music in StarCraft 2, though, which does oh, not okay. predate five. Okay,
2: I thought you meant the first one.
0: No, 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 not after that two-decade hiatus between one and two.
2: <laughs> and just like Half-Life, there'll never be a three.
0: Don't you know, there's four
1: StarCraft games.
2: Yeah, but there'll never be one called three.
1: Nah, I don't think there's five. If you can The number three is just game.
2: cursed for video games.
1: What about if it was on mobile?
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, as long as it's not what was it called, Dungeon Keeper.
1: Dungeon? Oh yeah, EA's reboot mm-hmm. which had oh is that what happened to that franchise yeah. mm-hmm.
2: oh. I remember that one the issue wasn't that it was this on mobile this dungeons is way better <laughs> the The issue isn't so much that it was on mobile as that it was um, pay to win <laughs> the worst of example of Star pay Wars, to win Guns of
0: course same problem pay to, pay to win Ooh. free game
2: if we're talking speaking of we- Dungeon
0: Keeper, though, Before we move on, like mm-hmm. quick props, like anyone that had the Humble Bundle previously for the monthly thing. If anyone's got a copy of Dungeons Three, play the shit out of that. It's fucking hilarious. <laughs> it's Dungeon Keeper with memes. <laughs> it's so fucking good. I just I can't I can't even like you need to play it. It's just fun. It's a fun time. Fun jokes. Fun stuff. I don't want to spoil any of it because the jokes are just on point and plot related.
2: So. I guess this would be a good segue into, did everybody hear about how every government is now just coming down on loot boxes? Mm. Which I personally have strong feelings on that are approved. I had a
0: relevant tweet for that somewhere.
2: (laughs) Well, you've got your phone right there.
0: I don't know if I I, I retweeted it. I
2: will say right now, I, I think it's very good because... I think that they are gambling and that they should be regulated as gambling. I think it's very bad that they've attempted to pretend that they're not gambling. And I know one of the common excuses is that they're, quote-unquote, just cosmetic. But in online games that are social, the idea that cosmetics don't carry any weight and that don't influence people, I think that that's not reasonable. People put... Like, when people interact with each other, they care about cosmetics. Like, it, it is a thing. And I have seen people spend literally... I've seen people spend money that they do not have on these things because it has the same kind of dopamine um, effect as slot machines and things. So I'm of the opinion that we should legislate the hell out of them and at the very least they should be forced to do what they do in China like Blizzard was forced to do with their loot boxes for Overwatch. And in the name of disclosure, I've had Overwatch for 19 months and I've spent over £500 on loot boxes. <laughs> Someone beat me.
1: <laughs>
2: it's bad. This and year I has stopped. been a
0: good year for me to not buy. I stopped, o- o- and boxes. it was
2: difficult to stop. And that was when I realised, even as somebody who isn't prone to like gambling addiction, like they they can get you because, like, I don't earn that much money.
0: Hey Phil,
2: <laughs> hope
0: <laughs> you listen to this episode. But one thing that I will say, you can revel in just how much you spent on someone as well. <laughs>
2: but I will say, I think that what China did with regards to they have to publicly post the odds of getting certain things is a really good idea, and I'd like to see the European Union and the USA and the UK adopt that. Because seeing when um, people translated it and posted it in terms of what the odds were, it dissuaded me from buying them.
0: Mm. I mean, I don't want to become the guy just regurgitates everything I read on Twitter, but... Again, in this entire situation. Someone, oh, I saw that. Someone already made a... B- and this is from... A Boo uh, Abu Ghost, which I'm not sure who this guy is, but I know he's a contributor to various... Um, I know him. ...news sources and stuff. But I'm not personally... I, uh, I think it was Tim Edwards that retweeted this... Um, It just says, hard to believe a decade plus spent hiring psychologists to design monetary feedback loops in free-to-play games with the explicit purpose of getting children addicted could have gotten a bunch of children addicted.
2: And I can say, as somebody who spends a lot of time in academic video game criticism circles, that's not hyperbole. They have spent decades hiring people who are specialists. Like, I have read papers on this. That's not an exaggeration. They have spent... Places like EA have spent literally millions of dollars explicitly attempting to exploit people prone to addiction. (laughs) Like, it's really bad. And I want to see the law come down on them like a ton of bricks. The problem
0: is it works. And if you take a step back from the entire industry, and look, you can see it happening everywhere. And it's kind of ruining gaming.
2: It is. I think it's really bad.
0: I was part of the problem, which is why I spent way too much money last year on things that we won't talk about no more. Mm -hmm. I've stopped. Still didn't spend as much as Phil, though, which (laughs) makes me happy.
2: I've stopped. Phil
0: makes more than me, so... On a a ratio scale, it might be worse.
2: (laughs) To put it into perspective, I earn no more than £1,300 in the average month. And over less than a year and a half, I spent £500 on one game. And I was not addicted. Like, I was not what they call a whale in the industry, the people who drive (laughs) it by spending, like, a huge amount of money. Like... I was one of the low spenders. That's concerning.
0: Okay, considering this is a reboot and you haven't listened to previous episodes, Mm -hmm. I'm laughing like an asshole because specifically in our back catalogue there's a great episode regarding Phil and his addiction to summon as well.
2: You've told me about it.
0: (laughs) And to save him the... the embarrassment of us going over again it was a significant sum Mm -hmm. we won't disclose it but it was not it was not champ change no no it was not so i'm pretty sure his response to this podcast is listening to you talk about how much you spent and it's just cries in summoners (laughs) war to be clear when i spent so much google blocked his account and he had to one thing
2: i will say when i spent most of this 500 pounds i wasn't earning 1300 pounds a month i was earning like 700 pounds a month so, like, it was bad. And I had never come across something like that. I'm gonna be honest, I'm a bit of an evangelist on anti-loot box stuff. Just because as somebody who at one point was earning minimum wage and living with my parents and who otherwise was very like responsible with money and had never gambled, like loot boxes got me. Mm-hmm. Because I felt like it was the situation where I kept telling myself, well, I don't have to do it because it's just cosmetics. Cause in Overwatch, it's just cosmetics. But it was this situation where because Overwatch was such a social game, I felt like if I didn't have them, then like I was really missing out on something because I wasn't expressing myself properly. And I think people really underestimate that part of online gaming in terms of how much cosmetics contribute to your feeling of like prestige within the game. And it's very easy for somebody like Blizzard to turn around and say, well, it's just cosmetics. You don't need
0: them. I mean, hell, you see me. I'm a collector. I got yeah. stuff all over the place. I collected year, Overwatch skins. At the start of this year, I had a self-imposed ban on any microtransactions.
2: Good idea. Everybody do that.
0: Now is maybe an interesting time to reveal, but I have not passed that. I did fail earlier this year at microtransactions. May I
2: ask what game it was?
0: Overwatch.
2: <laughs> what was it for? What event?
0: Halloween loot boxes. Yeah. So it's fairly recent. I and it keep, was about to end, so I, bought, I spent £5 on loot boxes, and that afterwards I felt really scummy about it. I keep saying... I didn't, I didn't get anything good either. And I was like, well, fuck.
2: I keep saying that I will completely go cold turkey. What I've actually been doing is spending between 2 and £8 pounds per event, which is reasonable for me. I now earn enough that that's... It, it means nothing to me. I spend a lot more than that on absolute nonsense. I, I play spent, a lot of
0: free deployments. I have
2: spent more on wine in the last two days than that. But I can't go cold turkey.
0: So you're an alcoholic with a gambling addiction. (laughs)
2: Basically. (laughs) But at least the alcohol gives me something material. I mean, in all seriousness, it's like I attempted to go cold turkey and, like, I can't do it. And, like, the trouble is the last time I did it was for the Halloween one, which is my second favorite Overwatch event. And like I said, I play a lot of Overwatch. And, like... I got something good out of it. I got the Sombra skin that I really wanted. And the trouble is, my next, the one after the next one, my favorite Overwatch event, and I love it, is the uh, Lunar New Year one. Um, I really love the Lunar New Year event. I know I'm going to spend money, even though I've spent like 20 minutes talking about how predatory it is. <laughs> like. You're part of
0: the problem.
2: That's the thing though. It's, that's how effective it is. You can consciously know that it's stupid, but uh, it's very difficult to escape the kind of dopamine loop. Even, like, the way that the loot boxes open resemble slot machines, where it's got the noises and the sparkles that make you excited. It's all designed to make you want to come back to it. Because, I mean, this is at the same time the the UK government is talking about fixed-odds slot machines, for example. Like... One of the things that doesn't get talked about a lot is how the presentation is designed to make it difficult to quit. Mm. I never understood how people got into slot machines as somebody who has never even put one pound into a slot machine until I started loot boxes and I realized, oh, the anticipation is why. We want to
0: talk about my sordid slot machine first.
2: <laughs> but that's the thing. Like it gets you. Oh, and you pachinko. think you think you're quote unquote above it, but this is the thing. As somebody who has spent money I should not have spent on loot boxes, I fully... I'm just saying, I fully approve of official gambling legislation applying to loot boxes. I think it should.
0: How's your microtransaction budget going this year?
1: Um, I've been really good in that I've only spent... Was there,
0: was there any more microtransactions to buy
1: in my horse print? <laughs> um, I didn't uh, ever buy anything in my horse prints. I have... I have to be honest. It's not my that intentions. one genuinely shocks me. I thought for sure I remember you buying something, but I guess no. Not. I watched the videos. So I, oh, I don't. Okay. I, you see, I would waste the time on them. The thing oh, that yeah. I think is probably as as a sort of an analogy for that is the humble bundle experience, where oh, yes. I, I am buying games that I am not playing, mm-hmm. and I am doing that continuously. I'm buying. I'm playing some of them. I just mentioned Dungeons Three. That's good. Yeah, but that's the thing, though. Is this now a PS5 this month? Yeah. No. And, and part of me thinks, oh do that's... you own that yet? No, you do yeah, I <laughs> <laughs> And I own six Skylines, so I'm getting nothing this month.
0: And <laughs> still haven't cancelled. Yeah, and yeah. that's
1: that's the worst part, is is even But what when... is a good indie game that I don't know about. Exactly. And that's the problem, is is it's like one game and a whole bunch of games that I would put into a Steam library and just the worst Another part point. is
0: owning a Switch and the Humble Bundle at the same time. Oh, because so I went so long I was like I'm not going to buy Hollow Knight. I'm not going to buy Hollow Knight. I'll be in the Humble Monthly eventually. Bought Hollow Knight on the Switch. Humble Monthly. That yep. month. Yeah. Hollow Knight. Just, I'm like motherfucker. <laughs> so yeah, I'm trying not to buy any indie games and hoping that whatever we get this month is uh, good indie game time.
2: See, I've been avoiding playing, uh, buying any new games until I play through at least some of the ones that are unplayed on my Steam. Um... <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, I can't do that. You
2: can, laugh. you can laugh, but I have got... Obviously, I don't have as many as you, because you have how many games on your Steam now?
1: 1,058.
2: Do you know how many you have?
1: 790?
2: Yeah, I have like 135.
1: How many got played? Less
0: than 790.
1: <laughs> it's yeah. significantly
0: less. But, um, I think I've only played 18% of my Steam library. One
2: thing I've been doing is trying to go back to games that like I've been meaning to play for a really long time. So a lot of those have been very, very small indie games. Um, I buy a lot on itch.io that I just never get around to playing. So I've been replaying a lot of uh, text-based interactive fiction. Have you ever played um, Emily Short's interactive fiction? She's like the famous parser-based, old-school interactive fiction still working today. Maybe. She has this game called Counterfeit Monkey. Who who did Zork? (laughs) She's not that old.
0: Because Zork's great.
2: She's not that old. But Counterfeit Monkey is this idea where it's a text-based, parser-based type in adventure game where the puzzles are all based around the idea that you own an item where you can either add or subtract one letter from any the name of any object that you come into contact with and it will change it into the object that results from the additional subtraction and it is a very good puzzle game
0: so it's text based scribble notes it is
2: <laughs> but it is it has this specific internal rule set where you can only add or subtract one letter and she thought of Every single fucking com. I am not kidding. Every combination, and it is a very good puzzle you know, game. No, I'm
0: only going to play that game to see how many rude words I can come up with by adding in and a. And
2: I can tell you right now, Emily Short will have come up with a joke for every single permutation. I'll
0: appreciate that.
2: I think you would really like Counterfeit <laughs> Monkey. Anybody listening, if you like old school puzzle-based, it's not. I made a joke about being a pretentious fuckwit, and I really love Emily Short's more experimental stuff. Counterfeit Monkey is like old-school, puzzle-based, parser interactive fiction in the vein of things like like the old Hitchhiker... I mean, it's not as stupid in terms of its puzzles as the old Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy game, which I have played, and which can go die in a fire. But um, it's got that same kind of irreverent sense of humour about its, like, Detail like, oh my god, Emily Short is a genius, I love her. But I've been doing that shit instead of buying new games because, like, the Steam sale came out.
0: But is it as good as AOL's Neverwinter Nights? <laughs> I haven't played it. <laughs> yeah. I am in
2: the middle of Planescape Torment, does that count?
0: No, 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 no not, not Bioware's Neverwinter Nights, AOL's Neverwinter Nights. I have
2: no idea what you're talking about.
0: Yeah, one came before it. It's a text based adventure.
2: Is it like free to download now?
0: I have no mum. I mean, anything's free to download. I mean, day. can I
2: pirate it? Can I? Can I just steal it off the internet?
0: Probably is. AOL still a thing.
2: Like the portal, or like just AOL as a business.
0: Either it was made by AOL.
2: The portal doesn't exist from the nineties, but like AOL exists, like America Online, unfortunately exists.
0: I thought like every other company had just
1: run them out of America at this point. No. I mean, yeah. there they are make old people like who's still paying for emails?
2: It's stupid. I work in customer services, I can confirm. There's people who have at aol.co.uk email addresses. It's stupid.
0: Mind sufficiently blown. Not that bombshell. (laughs) (laughs) Right, we are definitely at time for this week's episode. Uh, It was definitely a longer one than we would normally have run just because it's been so long and this is a new, it's a new show.
2: (laughs) And also I'm here and I just make everything far too long.
0: But it's it's a new show, and we, I don't know. In the future, we'll probably not run for the length of time this one's gone on for. But we had a lot to catch up on, a lot of tangents this week. So, and we'll probably have a more structured one in the future going forward. As we've now that we've gotten a lot out of the system for the six months that we didn't <laughs> talk about anything. So, I hope you enjoyed that extended edition of the Geeks Codex podcast. Um, we will hopefully be back a weeks time possibly i will say some things you will cut the one it will be hope oh, th- we will see you for next week's episode we will hopefully see you for an episode two weeks from now we will hopefully see you a month from now see you next year everyone
2: <laughs> and just remember everybody make sure briggy invites me back
0: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah we will return with a future episode uh, on a schedule that is not yet determined but hopefully we'll see you in a week or two weeks from now uh, with a more structured podcast with a specific topic that we will determine before the show and not now because we don't know where we're going with this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I have been uh, Briggy, your host extraordinaire. As per usual, I've been joined this week by Paul Stevens. Goodbye. And joined for the first time and hopefully not the last by James Cook.
2: You're very welcome.
0: And we'll see you next time.